friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In the third episode of season two, Sasha talks about how to unsubscribe from a toxic workplace. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It is episode two in beating burnout, um, and I am super excited to talk to you today about toxicity. Oh, yes, we're going to talk toxic people, toxic in cultures, toxic environments in the workplace, and how to really survive in those, and not just survive, but thrive. And I'm really passionate about this because this is the thing. There's going to be toxic people or unhappy people, or however you want to describe them, or there's going to be unhealthy environments in many different areas of our life. They can be in our workplace. They can be in our communities. They can be in organizations that we volunteer in. And they're not always reflective of the entire organization, but most of the time it's pockets of people or pockets of an environment or a workplace or even a location or a floor or a division that is rather unhealthy. And, you know, when the culture becomes unhealthy, then the people around it become unhealthy. And we all know, and we've all heard that we become like the people that we are around. The top five people that we spend the most time with our attitude and our health and even the way we make decisions and our thought process start to become like those people, which is a reason to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are healthy and that you're in a culture that is healthy and you're in an environment that is healthy. But there's always going to be people that change um, in our workplaces or environments that shift and change because most of us work in very dynamic areas and that is challenging. And so I thought today that we would kind of break down this issue of how to really deal with either a toxic person or a toxic uh, group or a, what I call a mini culture in your system or your organization or your community that's unhealthy, but something that you may not be able to escape from. So I wanted to first talk to you about something that I call unsubscribing. And, you know, I got this kind of idea a few years ago when I wrote a blog about it, about unsubscribing from people. And at first it really offended a few people. When I wrote about this, I got a lot of negative feedback that they were like, well, that's just not very kind to just unsubscribe from people. But this is the thing. Have you ever had one of those apps that literally you hit and it's an unsubscribe app and it goes into your inbox and it automatically takes you off of listservs? Well, many times, you know, 90% of the time you're subscribing to something that's negative and, and it's, those apps are awesome. But sometimes, you know, you may be subscribing to a list that suddenly you're removed from. And I think that's really important because it's almost like our cultures, right? So we can like unsubscribe from an entire organization and leave a community or leave our workplace or change institutions. But there's probably people there that you're going to miss. So what about unsubscribing like one by one by one? And I think that's kind of this concept that I brought in my blog is a lot of times we find ourselves in situations where we have to kind of pick and choose who we're going to spend our time with, but more importantly, 
how we're going to spend our energy because you are going to have to spend time in your life with people that bring you down. That's just the truth that maybe you wouldn't have a cup of coffee with by choice, but you work with, or somebody that is on the periphery or somebody that you have to kind of tolerate a couple times a month, or even maybe every day. And how do you get around those people? And here's the thing. Number one, you can unsubscribe from their negative behavior. I mean, you truly can. If you reframe your mind now, so many times we, we think in our mind that someone else's frustration or their negative energy or their attitude is a reflection of us. Okay. We tend to always go internal and we tend to go, Oh gosh, that person's mad. So they must be mad at me or that person's really short or being a jerk today. They must do be doing that because it's me. Most of the time, it's not about us, but we make it about us in our thoughts. And so the first step that I would say is it's not about you. Okay. That's a reframing thought that you, that can actually help you to distance yourself from toxic behavior. So if someone is engaging in toxic behavior, they're being negative, they're complaining, they're venting, they're whining, um, or, and they're not really doing it in a constructive fashion. So they're bringing down the group or they're just being really rude. You know, they're being outright, um, disrespectful or unprofessional. The first thing that I think is important to understand is to tell yourself it's, this is not about me. Okay. Now, is it never about you? Probably 90% of the time, it's not. There may be times where it's about you. That's a different topic for a different day. But even if it, it is projected towards you, it doesn't mean that it's about you. So the first thing to do is to kind of put up this force field and just think to yourself, this is not about me. I'm gonna tell myself right now that the way this person's acting, however inappropriate, is not about me. And I'm not gonna let myself be pulled into this drama around this person, okay? Because when you also do that, you send a very clear message that you're not gonna engage in the drama and that you're not gonna engage in this person's behavior or their need for attention or their ego or whatever it is that they're bringing to the table. And that to me is unsubscribing. Like you're saying, I'm not gonna subscribe to this behavior. I'm going to disengage. now. I'm not talking about frank harassment or bias, which uh, I'm not asking you to be a bystander. That's not what I'm saying. We, We have a lot of bystanders and we need those people to call out bad behavior. I'm talking about when someone is being just negative or... Um, they're really not bringing, you know, any solutions to a problem. I'm not talking either about walking through your workplace with rose colored glasses and never bringing anything constructive. I'm talking about people that are just not bringing the place up. They're strategically bringing your environment down or they always have something negative to say, or they're gossiping about people. Um, the first thing to do is say, okay, I'm not going to subscribe to this and I'm not going to engage with that. And one of the ways that you can do that is when someone starts complaining to you about a problem is immediately like say, okay, I think you're complaining about a problem X. Are you wanting help with this problem? Because if they're bringing you a problem that they actually want help with, they'll say yes, and they'll change their tone, and then you can go into constructive uh, conversation. But if they're just bringing this to you to say, like, I told you so, or, you know, this person's a really bad person, or whatever it is, if you respond with, I think you're bringing me this problem, how can I help you? Or let's, how can we help each other with this? Or what, or what's our solution here? If you bring that up instantly, 
and they're not wanting a solution, they're going to stop talking. (laughs) Okay. Because, and what you've done is you've kind of defined the toxicity. You've, you've like identified it and called it out in a non-threatening manner. You're saying like, you're being really negative and you're being toxic, being toxic, toxic. Let's change this course. But you're not saying it in those words, but the person's going to have the reality of like, Oh, okay. She's heard me. He's heard me, but now I'm going to change the direction to in a positive manner and talk about solutions or talk about how we can help one another. Um, and so that's the first thing. The second thing is to, that it's not about you. That's the first kind of reframing your thought, Uh, move immediately to be a listener, but let's really engage in a solution. The, the next thing I want to really talk about is workplace gossip. So, you know, this is kind of how like small problems become huge problems. If you are in a situation where you're having conflict with another one of your coworkers, okay, the minute you go and talk to other people about it, what happens is the room then becomes very crowded and something or a perception that may or may not be true is just amplified. And so I understand everybody needs to be able to talk to people about frustrations. I would say, you know, someone outside of work, your spouse, your friend, a parent, a a good friend, whoever, that's totally fair game. We all need to be able to talk about our work and our workplace stress, but I would really caution you. And I would say, identify maybe one friend that you can talk with at work. If that about this, about other people, because The problem is that once you start opening up that dialogue between you and your other coworkers, the room becomes really crowded and a problem between two people now becomes a problem between 10 people and it amplifies, it just amplifies. And it's really hard. I get it. Like I have a workplace bestie and I want to tell her everything and I try really hard to bring issues to her if I need advice from her. Um, if I need like help from her, if I need a different like perspective, but she's pretty much the only person I talk to about, about those issues. I don't bring issues to other people and especially to people that are, that report to you. Um, and, and it's just because again, it amplifies the problem. And if you're really in a good place and you want to find a solution, you will refrain from doing that because you want to actually come to a positive outcome. You don't want to amplify a problem. Um, so that is like the second thing is just find one person that you can talk to or find your spouse or a friend that you can talk to about it and get feedback. Um, the third thing to not add to toxicity or to unsubscribe from toxicity is you actually don't have to respond to every negative comment, email, or whatever thought that comes to your inbox. And this is something that like, I think is really kind of an eye opener. Like you don't have to respond to everyone's negative comments. You, you don't, they don't, you don't owe them a response. And this is something really hard for me. I'm an extrovert. I always want to respond to people. I feel this responsibility to respond, but there's been times in my life where I feel that I can't respond in a professional manner. So I don't respond. And, you know, I know that people often will probably think like, Oh, you know, I sent this email to her and she didn't even respond. Well, there's a, that is a response. Sometimes not responding is a response. And if it's such in toxic behavior that, you know, that you are not going to be able to stay professional in your response, don't respond. 
you don't have to respond to every negative thing that comes your way, every negative comment, every negative complaint, every negative email. And, and I think that another thing that I've heard that was so helpful is when people bring you, you know, this person should do this, or this person should do that right back to them say, well, how do you do that? How, how are you doing with this? Because most of the time, if we actually acted the way that we expect everyone else to act, our work environments would be cleaned up. Um, they really would. And it's really interesting when you start giving, assuming positive intent about people, even the people who are toxic and you don't make it about yourself, how different you make the environment. Now, I want to talk about truly toxic people because here's the thing as leaders, we we can't tolerate that behavior. And oftentimes we have to confront that behavior, which can be terrifying and it can be draining and it can be a huge energy, energy suck, right? When you have to like deal with these toxic people that perhaps you are in a leadership position over and you have to try to either get them on the bus or get them off the bus. And there's a great book called the five dysfunctions of a team. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's an excellent read. If you're in any leadership position, you really should read this book. And it talks about how oftentimes other members of the team are very aware of this person's toxic behavior and they're waiting for someone in leadership to, um, basically remove this person from the bus that's going a direction. But the problem is that they're all bystanders. So many times team members are bystanders and they bystanders and they don't call out toxic behavior or they don't ask or even bring up toxic behavior. But then when a leader is made aware of this behavior, everyone on the team goes, oh yeah, she's always been that way or he's always been that way. So the issue though that we often come to as leaders is this kind of risk benefit analysis. Like, you know, Oh, we have this person with this really toxic behavior, but they have an awesome, they're awesome at X, Y, Z, or they bring in X, Y, Z funds, or they are really good at this one program and and nobody else can do it as good as them. So we put up with this toxic behavior, but at the end of the day, toxicity in a work group is there's no behavior that is that, or there's no gain that is big enough to overcome that toxicity. And what happens is you lose good members of your team by tolerating the toxic person. So I believe in change. I believe that people can change. I believe in interventions. And I think that we should give people second and third chances. Most of the time, I think if you talk to somebody who's truly toxic in the workplace, nine times out of 10, they're going through something in their personal or professional life that maybe they need help and support through. But there's always people that uh, there is no help or support for them um, that they're willing to do or change or work on themselves or they're, you know, they have sociopathic behaviors that need to go. And at that point, I think we really have to look at ourselves and the leaders that we are and ask ourselves, why are we tolerating this behavior and at what cost? Because if we have five team members who are only giving 50% because of this toxic behavior, that is a bigger loss than losing this one team member who may do X, Y, Z excellent, but is really causing strife amongst the group. And normally when you get someone off the bus, the whole, everybody else on the bus, their response is what took you so long? So there is something to be said with, you know, trying to rehabilitate people. But again, our workplace shouldn't be like a place where people have to 
you know, undergo therapy for their poor behaviors. Um, many times though, people don't even may not know that they're being perceived for having bad behavior or they are even more aware of it, um, because they're struggling with something at their home or work life, or maybe they're burned out or maybe they're angry or whatever it is. And there is a possibility of change. And I do believe in that. I do believe people can change, but I think that as leaders, it's a different issue. And so when you're stuck with someone as your coworker, who's toxic and they're not in a, you're not in a position to confront them. You know, I think that it's really important that we, we are transparent about this behavior and we bring it to our leaders. Um, awareness. But again, it doesn't have to derail you. Okay. So there is another last thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you about is where do you spend your time? And this is really important because I know for my own professional life, um, you know, several years ago, uh, I used to go to the physician lounge and eat lunch about five years ago. Now, five or actually longer, it was probably five or seven years ago. Um, I, every, all of the people in my department would go and eat lunch. And I recognized, um, that it was a time in our department where we were without strong leadership. We didn't have a team, a chair and everybody was unhappy and everybody was grumbling during this time period. And when I would go to lunch, I could be having a good day. And then I would go to lunch and I would sit down next to some of my peers. And unfortunately over the course of 15 minutes, suddenly I would be really discouraged. I would be depressed. I would be, um, thinking that, you know, this was the worst work environment in the whole place. And you know why? It was because I was surrounding myself with people who were complaining. And I recognized that this wasn't healthy for me. And if I was going to stay in this environment and, and hoped, um, to work under new leadership, I was going to have to make a personal change. So I made the personal decision not to eat lunch in the lunchroom. I'm not telling you to do this because I think that physicians actually need to have a community and eat lunch together <laughs> or coworkers need to do that. But I'm just giving you a, a, a point in my career when I had to make a, a change in who I was spending time around. Once I stopped doing that and I started focusing on the things that I wanted to grow instead of and using my lunch hour on myself to kind of regroup or spend a little time with myself, check my email, maybe read something, eat my lunch away from everybody and look outside and see the sun. Guess what? My attitude changed. My attitude towards the organization changed and I wasn't so grumpy every day in my job and with my patients. So um, is it now I work in a good environment. I work in a department that has strong leadership and has, um, a very positive culture. But at that point in my career, our culture was really negative and I had to make some decisions on how I was spending my time. So perhaps you're spending time with people that are not uplifting you, that are not positive, that are always looking for negative things. And sooner or later, you're going to get sucked into that mindset. It just happens. So I think there is something to be said with our work cultures and who we spend our time around and even who we eat lunch with or have coffee with or spend time with. And, you know, there's probably people in your work, even if they don't work in your specific division or department, that you may find joy spending 15 minutes eating lunch with once a week or coffee with. And so I think it's really important to recognize that we can control who we spend our time around. And then finally, you know, what if the entire work culture is toxic? Because you might be listening in your, and you might be saying, well, you know, Sasha, that all sounds great, but I'm actually in a place that I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. At some point, like I talked about in the last episode, 
there may be the best option, the healthiest option for you is to leave your workplace and find a new culture, a new environment that will not be perfect because no culture and environment is, but it might be better for you right? So I think that we have to really respect that because we tend to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, oh, that whole organization is bad. Well, there's probably parts of every organization that are unhealthy and we have to respect one another's choices to either stay or go. But it doesn't mean that maybe the entire corporation is horrible or the entire industry. Maybe they're there, you know, that's always a chance if you have poor leadership, but I think that you have to really look at what's best for you. And there's definitely people that are in some institutions and in some divisions that perhaps the best move for them, the healthiest move for them would be a move. It is so hard to do because oftentimes we think that quitting something means that we failed. But oftentimes what I call the pause and analysis of, is it the environment? Is it me? Is it the specific people I'm around or is it the institution that can lead to a really good pause in what I call the pivot and a pivot to a different direction, a different institution, or maybe just a different division or a different attitude within yourself or unsubscribing from people. And the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, the workplace bully, because let me tell you, they exist. Okay. Bullies exist in the workplace. I understand this because I've, I've experienced this and I think that, you know, I've had probably two different people that I would consider kind of bully me in the workplace and my approaches were completely different. One of them, I didn't really have to be around. And so I unsubscribed from this was so far to like not even giving eye contact in the hallway. I literally had to unsubscribe from this person. And you know what? It felt really good when I did that. It took me about a year or two to get over feeling guilty that I unsubscribed because this person would still try to be in my life. But it was so unhealthy for me. I had to just unsubscribe. And the second person I had to confront. I had to say, you know, you're treating me really poorly. I'm not going to be treated like that anymore. Was it fun? Absolutely not. Was it terrifying? Yes. Uh, did it make me feel good instantly walking away? Heck no. I replayed that conversation a million times in my head, but I can tell you that it did get better once I confronted that bully. So I think there's different types of workplace bullies. And I think that there's, there's lots of different things that go into them. I would also say that you can restore relationships. I've had people that I work with that, you know, for whatever reason, we were on this project or that project and we didn't see eye to eye, but then there's different times of our professional career where we've collaborated and things have worked out. So I think that as we evolve as people every year in our career and our professional and personal life, everyone else is evolving too. So again, space and grace, you give space to people that you don't want to be around. You unsubscribe from them that are toxic, that are bringing you down, that you don't have to. And you give grace to people that you, that are also maybe toxic, but you have have to be around, but you set clear boundaries and you say, you know what? This isn't about me. This is about them. Sometimes you have to confront them. Sometimes you have to just report them to a, a superior, but whatever it is, you can be in your workplaces and you can thrive even around a toxic person. If you make it a mental decision that you're not going to be pulled into that drama. And then if you feel that you need to leave, please feel that you have choices you count as a person and you're, how you're being treated. You should always be treated professionally. I'm not, again, talking about blatant harassment and, and bias. If you're undergoing that, then that is something that should never be tolerated. And if that's the culture, you absolutely should leave. You should always protect your own mental health and physical health. I hope that I've given you some 
just some maybe encouragement today or some thoughts to think about. I certainly don't have all the answers, but I, I am a person who does work full time and I get it. I work in a busy dynamic state of healthcare where there's lots of players and there's a lot of potential for, um, a lot of different personalities to, to conflict. And there's always something going on that's somewhat stressful. Um, and so I think it's really important that we recognize the power we have to kind of change the tone of the day and change the environment. And if we feel lonely or isolated, perhaps it's time for a move. So I hope I've given you a little, a little uh, snippet of one other way that you can beat burnout and that you can unsubscribe from toxicity. And as always live brave. This has been an HSG production.